Hey, Husky fans, welcome back to Fourth and Inches, a Husky podcast from Sports Illustrated Husky Maven Channel. My name is Trevor Mueller, and of course, with me is Kayla Olin. And Kayla, we're finally here. We're in the Pac-12 conference season. I talked about it a little bit earlier today with you. I can't wait for the conference season every year. We get uh, some interesting non-conference games, but really, you look at you know week three, and there wasn't really a ton of compelling games. Washington's was compelling due to their own ineptitude. Uh, but now we're into where every game matters and I can't wait for it to start. And uh, Kayla, you know, what's your take on it? Conference is so exciting because you're so excited to get into conference. You're getting into the heart of the season. Fans stay usually all four quarters unless it's a crazy blow up. But there's right. just so much more feeling because Fans know what matters. Teams knows it matters. Players know it matters. But at the same time, it's it's nerve wracking because yeah. there is so many upsets in the Pac-12 for yeah. whatever reason. Forget about Conference of Champions. It's Conference of Upsets. It's Conference of Upsets. <laughs> right. Stanford lost to USC. Last season, Oregon lost to Oregon State for yeah. the first time in years. And it just happens for some reason in this conference, which makes it more exciting to watch, more nerve wracking to watch. But fans love it even more. At least I do. Yeah, absolutely. And you even think back to 2016 when Washington was going to the college football playoff that started the Pac-12 season, they played a pretty bad Arizona team. And uh, did it go to overtime or did they win? Double overtime. Double overtime. LaVon so, Coleman ran yes. it in to get yes. the win. But it's also Washington in the desert. Washington can't exactly. play in the desert. And it's yeah, only and that's something what, Pac-12 fans understand. Right. And, and so I and it makes the rivalry so great, right? Because you can really, like, I like Oregon State on a, a, a random Tuesday. But I, I, I have nightmares of Oregon State games. I have nightmares of, of pretty much every team, every team in the Pac-12 uh, over the last decade where, you know, I can think back to a game where something happened to my favorite team against pretty much everybody in the conference. And that's what makes it exciting, but that's what also makes our job a little bit tougher is picking some of these games. Uh, and with that, we, of course, uh, we're previewing Washington hosting Cal and we know the Cal Washington story. Another one where Cal is a team that I kind of liked, you know, Marshawn Lynch back in the day, uh, even Justin Wilcox being there was pretty cool, but I've grown to really feel a lot of, uh, anger towards this program because what they've done to Washington over the last two years they've played. I was actually joking with my dad before this Arkansas state win last week, but we were Washington had just gotten announced that it'd be a six 30 kickoff with Cal and we're watching Sam and I was like, I am not staying for another thunderstorm for this Washington team right, right. now against Cal. Why they had to give us Cal at the pac 12 after dark, because it's, bound to happen in seattle right. against cal i was like i'm not i'm not staying until 3 a.m again right like, i didn't get home until five right right well it was insane yeah and, and and again the last two times cal and washington have played washington has a had a lot to play for at the time and and cal somehow beat them both times and um looking at cal this year uh it, really over the last two years what a, a weird transition where it really looked like in the 2019 season, 
with Evan Weaver as kind of their leader and um, Ethan Chase Garbers looking like he was going to become an upper echelon quarterback. It's really been anything but since then. They struggled in 2020. They were one and three um, with a win against Oregon of all teams. Um, and uh, Garbers playing, I don't know. <laughs> he He's, you, you've always, you know, you liked him early. Uh, but I, I know that you've, you've kind of, you don't really have that same thing thought like most of us had that we thought he was just going to become, you know, another good quarterback in this conference and who knows. So, you know, Cal comes in one and three, uh, looking at their schedule, they beat Sacramento state and, and their, their big loss that they had was against Texas TCU and looking at TCU, they were off last week. I don't know how good TCU is. That was their, that they lost by two or three points. But looking at that, that loss, like, I'm not sure if TCU is really good. Like they've been a decent Pac-12 team or a big 12 team for a while. Um, Cal's kind of in the middle of the pack when it comes to our conference. So I don't know exactly what to expect from Cal, but it seems like they're on a downward trend. What, What do you think? Yeah, I mean, TCU's like Oregon State. If you want to compare them to somebody from their conference just because they're there, but they're not there, but they're annoyingly there. The, and like they just la- beat Texas every year. Exactly. Like last season, you know, it's kind of one of those death taxes, TCU beats Texas. Right. <laughs> That's right. what it is, right. unfortunately. But, I mean, Chase Garbers, this uh, article's coming out here soon in the next couple of days. Chase Garbers, my fantasy quarterback for our Pac-12 yeah. fantasy league that you and I are in. So I'm yep. just like, Oh no, Chase, like I hope you get some touchdowns, but I hope Washington can put up the points to like <laughs> right. counter the touchdowns. Uh-huh. <laughs> so a lot of writing on this game for me here for that one. But overall, yeah, California, it's a roller coaster almost just because they show glimpses. And it was their first game last season against UCLA, I believe it was, in the Rose Bowl. And it went into overtime. They kind of pulled it out super last minute. UCLA did, but Cal was hanging in there. Right. And it's one of those things. They just don't go away. They don't go away. Washington was looking to win the game against Cal two years ago before the lightning delay happened for two and a half hours or so. And then all of a sudden Cal just starts chipping back and back and back. And that's almost Cal's MO. It's don't stop. Won't stop is kind of, I (laughs) think. Was that a lyric? Yeah, I'm about to rap. I'm about to rap, Trevor. It sounded like it. Yeah, give me some beats. Yeah. (laughs) But Chase Garbers is a whole. He's a veteran quarterback. He's so experienced. And just with the season, he's almost up to 800 yards. He has five touchdowns, only two interceptions, only taken four sacks. So that tells a lot about how he is in the pocket, how composed he is, but also knowing who his key guys are, which makes Cal, while they shouldn't be a little bit more dangerous, even though their win-loss record doesn't really reflect the talent of the coaching staff and the players, in my honest opinion. Yeah. And, and really getting into the position groups, uh, a quarterback we've talked about a little bit as is, has been up and down. And obviously he, one of the best throws of his career was at, you know, three in the morning against Washington 
to set him up for the game winning field goal, but yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you know, they're, they're, their, their skill positions aren't necessarily, you know, especially on the outside when it comes to receiver, they, they have one of probably the lower gr- groupings in the conference. They always have a, a pretty steady running back stable and their offensive line is uh, up and down as well. So, but you know, you're, you're up with the offense. What do you see with this Cal offense? I mean, the Cal offense definitely is more of a passing offense just right. with almost one, maybe two receivers you kind of really want to look at. Right. You have Trevin Clark with their wide receiver and then Jeremiah Hunter. Both of them are fairly, fairly good route runners and they can break away from their defenders. They have a lot of speed. Trevin Clark's long is 68 yards. Jeremiah Hunter's 45 yards, which is right. scary because Washington has given up almost identical numbers of plays, one being rushing, one being a passing. Right. Their touchdowns don't really come in the air, though. They come on the ground. And so that's Washington's Achilles heels almost as well. And led by rushing, uh, running back with uh, Damian Moore. He has five touchdowns in three games. (laughs) And so that's that's almost as many touchdowns as Washington has in the season. So it's definitely (laughs) let that sink in a little bit. Yeah, don't like that stat. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm here for the, like, like we said earlier, you're up, you're the optimist half glass full. I'm the pessimist half glass (laughs) empty. That's why we work. We make the glass. We make the glass. And so with such a quick offense and somebody and a very balanced offense as well, it's kind of the offense that you don't know what to expect when you're game prepping for them. Yeah, that's a really good point. And looking at their offensive output this year, they obviously hung 42 on Sacramento State, which is great. Um, they, <laughs> but they they only scored 17 against Nevada, which, um, you know, a lower tier. <laughs> it's weird saying Cal and that. Washington are this balance. It's that right. tier. They're both the same. Really great games, and then you like right. Which is so awesome. Like, they only scored 17 in their first game. It's like, well, yeah, Washington took two games to get there. Uh, yeah, and then, exactly. yeah. And then, you know, in the big 12, I'm not sure if they actually play defense and they were below put up 32, but switching over to the defensive side of the ball, uh, you know, giving up 22 to Nevada is fine, but 34 to TCU and then 30 to Sacramento state. Like we're used to seeing Cal is the, the reason why Washington and Cal have these knockdown drag out fights since uh, Will Cox has been there is, is frankly because they're very similar in play style is they're physical. They won't let you beat them over the top and they'll do just enough on offense. And to see these scores where they gave up 32 to an FCS school and 34 to a big 12 school, which, you know, I, they have some offense down there. I just, I, it's not the, the defense that I'm used to seeing from a, a Cal, a, a, you know, a Justin Wilcox led program, who's, you know, by all accounts, one of the great defensive minds in the conference. The thing with Cal's defense is they're similar to Washington again, in terms of they're a lot better at the passing game than they are the running game. Mm -hmm. They already have three interceptions on the season. Yeah. More than Washington has, you know, take that for what it's worth, but only five sacks. So you don't have that pass rush either with Cal. And so you don't really have any fumbles, only one forced fumble, zero recoveries, right. you know, com- compare it how you want to compare it. Mm-hmm. 
both seem to be struggling to get those takeaways, but where their best defense is coming is in the air. Right. Yeah. And Cal, I mean, a credit to their former defensive backs coach. Uh, Oh boy. And I just lost his name. I was going to say the name that's in my head is junior Adams, but that's not it. Uh, It can be junior Adams. If you want, it's your show. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He moved on to the NFL and, and a lot of times the recruiting battles and, talking to some of the, you know, people who have committed to Washington, it came down to Cal and him, Gerald Alexander was his name. Thank you. Um, Gerald. You're you're welcome. Yeah. Full credit. (laughs) Gotcha. Thanks Kayla. Um, uh, You know, Jared Alexander, just a great recruiter and a phenomenal developer. Uh, There was a lot of similarities between him and Jimmy Lake when they were defensive backs coaches and the upper echelon of the defensive backs that those were, the two schools that they were considering at the end. And um, so you're going to see the remnants of his guys and his development as, you know, it, it'll start to phase out it. He's gone and uh, Oregon hired away their defensive coordinator. So Cal hired their, some other defensive staff. So uh, Oregon and Cal just, you know, swapping, swapping coaches. Um, I'm just wondering if musical chairs, it, it really is. And, and if you look around the conference, uh, a, a lot of these, coaches have coached all over. I mean, Chris Peterson coached at Oregon for a while. So like, (laughs) you know, I I always wonder what it's like to be an assistant coach. And when you get a new job, especially if it's in conference, do you just take all of the free jackets and shirts to goodwill? Like those are nice jackets. Like what, what do you do with them? I'm sure that they're auctioning them off. Honestly, Yeah, they probably are. And uh, I talked to a really cool guy from, uh, Clemson, something called NARP clothing, where these guys that graduate are able to sell some of their swag, which is pretty cool. Um, so maybe that's it. But, you know, getting back to this, I, I think that maybe the defense starts to kind of find their rhythm um, with an, uh, uh, maybe a, a, an offense that has struggled but showed some signs. I, I think it could be a, a big week for one or the other. Um, who are two, a couple of guys to watch on this roster for Cal? Obviously, uh, like I mentioned earlier, the running back with Damian Moore, just because he averages almost six yards a carry. Right. Washington faced a very similar offense in terms of Mm -hmm. a big workhorse with the run game with Michigan. We saw how that went. Right. And another name is definitely going to be Chase Garbers, just because he is so terrifying, not only with his arm, because Mm -hmm. he can throw he can easily throw his average is almost eight yards a pass. He has a long of 68 yards, Mm -hmm. but he also runs. He has a rushing touchdown to his name and he has positive yardage. He's up to over a hundred yards rushing. Mm -hmm. I think Dylan Morris is a little like 10. Right. Right. And, and, and he's, I would, is he, was he considered a dual threat? Cause I, I mean, I think he runs really well. Yes. Yes, okay, he, he was. Is. Okay. And so those are just two players. And especially when they're two players that work really well together, they've been in the program together for a long time. Right. You can kind of compare them to a Jake Browning and Miles Gaskin situation where yeah. they know each other, they yeah. can bail one another out and yeah. they work very, very well together. Yeah. And then on the offensive side of the ball, it's, it's the, their, their safeties, Elijah Hicks and Daniel Scott. Uh, those guys uh, are, are really similar to some of the defensive backs that have come through here that are kind of in that miles Bryant, Buda Baker, Taylor Rapp role where 
they're not just 25 yards back as safeties is they're up they're they're some of the lead, more leading tacklers on their teams and they're also around the ball creating turnovers so uh definitely for john donovan and this offensive staff there's definitely some players that that this staff is going to have to key on and you know we're going to move right into the keys for washington and at some point they're going, I think the biggest key is you're going to have to trust your, 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 your receivers. And I think that's going to be leaning on Terrell Bynum and Jalen McMillan to beat these super talented corners, because if you're a defensive coordinator, are you, are you really not going to stack the box against Washington? I mean, force a thousand times over. I mean, until they, until they force you to, to adapt, I, why would you run anything else? Um, the offensive line then has to be really good in pass protection and, and, um, and assignments and, and communication, which will also lead to, you know, hopefully you see more of the seasoned running backs that uh, are best in pass protection. But I, cause I think before you're able to, you're almost going to have to set up the run with the pass to start the game, to loosen up this defense, or it's going to be a really long day for the Husky offense. And Dylan Moore showed to have his best passing game in the rain. Right. That should hopefully give him a little bit of confidence. Mm -hmm. It can't be easy having multiple interceptions in all three games so far against a couple of what you would call mediocre teams on who you're facing. They obviously weren't because Montana beat Washington. Right. But it's hard to have that confidence. And I think the offensive line gave Dylan Morris just a little bit more confidence. You know what? We effed up the first couple of weeks. We didn't, we didn't have your back. We didn't give you the time you needed. And then Dylan Morris looked like a brand new person. He was kind of just like, okay, I can pass. And then right. if that line collapsed, I don't have to take a sack. I can run. I know how to run. Right. And so that's going to be huge for offenses. Having coming from a win is huge after struggling the first two games because that confidence that was there, it's almost there again, even missing a couple of key players. Yeah, totally agree. And uh, I think that uh, the change of putting John Donovan up top, um, if that is what really fixed part of this offense, being able to have a bird's eye view, not being down there on the field, getting even Jimmy Lake talked about sometimes down on the field, it's chaos. He's like, oh, that's what the box defense looks like. Right, exactly. (laughs) Oh, I can run an RPO and I can throw it over the the linebackers. Wow, crazy. (laughs) So hopefully hopefully we see more of that. Um, uh, What are some keys for this defense? Um, I mean, got to be able to stop the run, it sounds like. That's definitely the very first one is stopping the run just because until Washington can prove that you cannot run on this defensive line and on these linebackers, teams are going to run the ball down their throat. That's what's Mm going to happen. It's the reality of things. And so first and foremost, stop the run, take that away. Let your DBs do what they do best. Block passes, create takeaways, which is then the second one is get takeaways. Cal does a very good job of clock management. Justin Wilcox is a veteran coach in that sense. Right. 
He will not make a Kyle Whittingham mistake and call a timeout with less than two minutes to go while you're up. That is not going to happen. Yeah. And so if Washington can take the ball away from Chase Garbers and company, give it to Dylan Morris, that's going to be nine day. That's going to be huge, especially if this is going to come down to what you and I are kind of thinking is going to be a toe-to-toe grudge match. Right. And kind of whoever has the ball last wins. Right. That's what's yeah. going to happen. And, and what do you think about, you know, you, you have this roster that is just stocked full of NFL defensive backs. Are you think, and they haven't done it yet. Are you thinking that you maybe leave those guys a little bit more on an Island to stack the box, to help with run support? I like that. But at the same time, it goes back to being a veteran coach and a defensive minded head coach in terms of, you know, they might be thinking about doing that because Buki has showed glimpses of getting in the backfield. Kyler Gordon has helped on the run many times. Right. Trent McDuffie is probably going to come with his ankle taped. Right. And Justin Wilcock knows that. And so that's a good point. You know, is that something that they test? Probably. Is it something that Washington does? Probably not. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a clock management game. There's probably not going to be a ton of possessions uh, as opposed to a lot of other college football games around the nation that day. Um, Kayla brass tacks. What is your prediction of how this game goes? Oh, I, I hate doing the Pac-12 predictions because like I said, they're so up in the air. Yeah. I want to be, I want to be right. I... Usually always wrong. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I've clearly the first time I bet against Washington, they win. So, you know, right. like Cal by a hundred. No, I'm kidding. I actually think it is going to be pretty close. I do like the line of seven and a half points yeah. in favor of Washington. I mm. would probably say Washington covers the spread wins by 10. Yeah. Um, do you have a score or just win by 10 somewhere? I'm going to go ahead and go 17, 27. So awesome. cumulative about a uh, 44 points there, which yeah. is a lot for these two defensive teams. Right. <laughs> Help me. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I'm, but you know what? I'm kind of with you. I see this game going where uh, Washington early is able to, spread this offense this defense out a little bit and um my 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 hope and i'm not the coach and i don't know anything is the two running backs i want to see a lot of um uh, cam davis and sean mcgrew and i want to see them be able to find holes poke through the lines uh and then explode uh into the into the into the second level uh, I think it's going to be 13, uh, 24. So what is that? That's an 11. I got it on 11 point. I feel like I just prices righted you. So you said 10 points. I'm going 11. So yeah, I didn't mean the to, second but I, I like, go over, I don't get my free trip to yeah, Paris exactly. and you just get the <laughs> boat and then the trip to Portland. Exactly. Yeah. I didn't realize I did that till I did it. And now I really am glad I did it. So. I hate those people. Every time they're like a dollar, I'm like, okay. Karen yeah. thanks for playing <laughs> like, Tara gosh yeah, yeah. yeah. so there you have it two you, uh, on this side we're two and oh uh we're picking Washington to win and uh you know we'll see come about 9 30 hopefully on 
Saturday night, we'll, we'll both be yeah. right. But and then after that 9 30 because i'm not staying after that again <laughs> yeah exactly so it's supposed to be a beautiful day so hopefully there's no thunder in the in the forecast so um yeah we'll be back sunday morning we'll wrap this bad boy up and uh we'll see if washington can do what frankly we think they should be able to do so for trevor mueller and kayla olin go dogs go dogs